Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to everybody. What do you do? Comprehensive the newish year. Why do you say newish year? Is it, uh, is it a new year or is, is it same not? Same shit, man. We just changed the date. You guys are so pessimistic about life. Ah, this year has you. been great. This year has been so amazing. What That's has happened amazing. in the past twenty-four days that has been great? We're we're going into a fucking cyclone. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a natural. That you I, can't. You in can't your say. lifetime, in your lifetime, have you ever experienced a cyclone? Yes, yeah, multiple. If you're lying, <laughs> <laughs> multiple. The cyclone the in between her pants doesn't be, count. <laughs> can you talk about how many cycles have been in the world for the past 25 years? But you've never experienced But you've never experienced them. one. Have in you your experienced a cycle This is my first one. Have you experienced it it's yet? It's coming. It's, it's on the way. It's going to come here at about 2 o'clock. It's going to start raining as if. But we've always experienced rain, but it's not going to be cyclone level rain. I don't know, man. Anyway, it's. Yeah, I don't have much hope for this year. That's just me. Lilo, nah, Lilo, Lilo, you need to be more optimistic, bro. Like, I'm tired on. today, particularly, you know. So, yeah, maybe I may, maybe I'll be optimistic in like two, three weeks. Why? What's happening in two, three weeks? Valentine's Day. The fuck that <laughs> big holiday, actually. Ooh. No, but I'm getting a puppy, so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be happy as soon as I get puppy love. It's okay, guys. Just a whole puppy for Valentine's Day. For my damn self. I hope it's another pit bull. It is. Oh Why are people still buying people? Why are understand. we not? What are we supposed to get? Chihuahuas? Yes. yes. Jack Russell. Yes. Very so loyal. They want get yourself you. a French poodle. Get, get a get a dog. Ah, <laughs> Why don't you want to get a dog with short man syndrome? Exactly why. And there's no, enough short fine. there's enough short men around me. God damn. damn. You know? They're, they're, oh my god. They're just yeah. short, short men things they lose it. But every man is short, Lelo, around you. Ah, uh, no, I recently met a tall man. Shout out to him for, you know, upping your group average. Where is he from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oksalai, he lives in South Africa. What's the point? Oh, Loki, no, Loki, I feel like South, South African borders sift out the short foreign man. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> like, <laughs> the only foreign ones that are coming at all. Because technically looking at like average heights across Africa, People are short out here, hey? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, no, terrible. it's good. We need the best imports. We're I mean, trying to import average. The other day, I was checking out a, like, a picture, a normal picture. I don't know if you guys know Russell Westbrook, right? He's a yeah. basketball player. He's a small type of basketball player. Very short, I thought. Right? And then I saw a picture he was taking with like normal citizens. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, oh, this guy shit. looks so tall. Shit, is and it then I Googled one, it. Is it the one where he's sitting on like they're sitting on a wall and everyone's yeah. legs are hanging and he's just and he's like <laughs> and then I Googled his head, I'm like, there's no way. He's, and he's taller than most guys I know. He is like 1.83. And I'm like, what? Yeah, but you're yeah, hell. But how is he taller than me? But that's true for basketball players. Exactly. I thought but you know the, the theory short. around how people abroad are taller and everybody. The, the theory is that when, you know, the slave thing was happening, they took the best genes yeah, that happened. Reading, yeah. So they kind of left us with average. No, but, we, we, but Southern Africa, though, we didn't get slave traded, right? Did we? So you're saying we were just naturally... <laughs> I mean... Do you know what's wrong? Do you know what's wrong with it? No, I, I think they, I think they took all over Africa, right? Yeah. Nah, but we didn't, we were, we were, I think, uh, hey, but now we're, you see, not a lot of people know about Africa's history, so, uh, like, I don't know, I can't speak on African history, but I think we were, like, a, a, 
Like as a large a stopping point. They didn't take um, it this, easy. This is, this is so fucked up what I'm thinking. Okay, wow. tell us. <laughs> you know, like during slave times, how they would particularly breed certain like tall people, like just yes, you know what I super mean? slaves. Super slaves, ne? I think currently in the world, like if women just got on hand with what must happen and stopped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the super race. If all, if all the short women stopped trying to get tall niggas, <laughs> shit would work out. The pro- and that's the truth that the reason why people are being short is because, like, like a, a one meter tall woman is out here with a tall with yeah, a two meter they, tall guy. But they the say, baby's gonna be somewhere in the middle, reducing so the squad average. Yeah. No, yeah. But they, they say that tall children come from tall women. Like, l- l- look at you, right? My mom is reasonably tall. She's the tallest yeah. of her siblings. So and your dad is really tall. My dad is and then you are exactly. So, but now if the woman now imagine your mom was short, I'd be average height. Exactly. You see? That's what it's so saying. basically, you're you saying the tall, the tall women need to start. We need to start ignoring the short men. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, yes. yes. What yeah. we're saying is short men. Wait, but we're saying what we're saying is short women must leave tall men alone. It doesn't. Okay. So, so that they are there for the taller women. So that we can, so that we can, so that we can er- eradicate the short gene. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> bro, literally, because when you're looking at it, South African women are some of the shortest women in the world. Bang and then they look at us and ask us why we're short. It's their fault. <laughs> it's your fault. You know? All right, five minutes in. Let's introduce the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, Welcome way. back to everybody. Well, Welcome that, back that to our loyal time. and lovely listeners. <laughs> we have missed you. Welcome back to twenty twenty. Welcome to twenty twenty one. A new year, yeah. new vibes, new things, better things. We're gonna try by all means to make this year better than last year, even though we don't Stay have to try too hard. Definitely, we don't have to try too hard to be better than 2020. I think um, one thing I'd like to try this year is for us to really, really be more consistent with um, our recording sessions and, you know, give out more content as we planned last year. Because we started off last year on a bang, you know, and mm. COVID was like, oh, vaka biki, you know. Stop the But yeah, man, welcome back. Um, so... On a positive note, I'd like everyone to share what's been their highlights so far over the past 24 days. Starting with Ntobego. Oh shit, man. Um, sure. What have I done? Like, I've, yeah, I, I don't know. So, slow start to the year. Um, I obviously got back to work on the 11th. Um, I haven't done much. I've just been doing a lot of planning in my head that I need to put some things on paper. Uh, we've also been doing a lot of planning at work. Um, you know, Leila would know this. Uh, I'm looking for a psychiatrist uh, that I'm gonna go to. Shout out. I'm still in the looking phase. Shout um, out, but yeah, but yeah, like I'm just doing a lot of planning. Um, I think things will unravel more in Feb where we start to action these things that are yeah. in the plans. You know, but it's been a slow start. It's been a slow start. When you I'm, I'm chilling. I'm taking it easy and staying positive and, and you know trying to keep good energy. Okay, that's good. Lelo on your side. Um, alright, we're trying to be optimistic Positive Uh, no, this year's been, um, pretty chill Uh, I think I'm still recovering from the trauma of last year But we're putting in the the mental work and, uh, work is easy They love me at work Oh, that's awesome, that's good to hear Other than the fact that they made me, like, suffer through working through this December Um, it, it turned out to be a good thing so I am apparently now in a senior position in the space of oh, nice. a month Congrats. and then some. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Is that check senior too? <clears throat> so I'm in a senior position for now. <laughs> that's all I got. 
gotta make the check senior too, man. Ah, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that senior check by the end of this year. All right. It's looking good. It's good to hear. Well, well done. Congratulations on that. And you, Swissel? I won't lie to you. I've been so relaxed. Oh my goodness. You don't understand how amazing it is. Like the past 20 something days, oh my goodness. NC leaders are dying. I've been relaxed. I haven't been stressed out by the news that oh, much. Man. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, been, it's, it's literally been amazing. I've literally had time to actually think about what I want to do with my life. You know, the type of things that really matter. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can we just go back? Why, <laughs> why, is it, why is it a highlight for you that ANC leaders are dying? Because um, we're actually going to start putting in leaders that actually will push us forward. Is that what you think? That the person that's going to replace, let's say, Jackson Mtembu is going to be someone who's going to push us forward? My perspective is, if that person doesn't, we have COVID. They're going to die again. What I'm saying is, at this point in time, right? Yeah. It's like, we're already at the bottom of the dustbin with the leaders, right? Dang. So... If we're getting it, the worst case scenario, we get another Jackson and Tembu in there, so we're still in the same position. It's very hard for us to regress from here, you know. It's very at this point, it's very hard. You'd for be us very to surprised. But you know what? On that note, though, I mean, we, we don't want to be crass about it. Rest, rest in peace to uh, Honorable Minister. What well, he was a minister at the time. He died, was a right? minister in, in the presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the presidency. What is a minister in the presidency? It's, like it's a, a position that was created to give him a check. Okay, jeez, bruh. <laughs> Don't be doubting people's job titles, okay? Like, seriously, body's not even cold yet. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace. Wait, what? Dish. How is it not cold yet? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, is that hellfire? That's strong. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, rest in peace to Jackson and Timber. Condolences goes out to his family and his loved ones. But with that said, yeah, fuck the NC, right? <laughs> oh no, African me, leaders in general. Yeah, African leaders, man. I think, fuck, yeah. We no, are being brands. dealt. No, but you know what the problem is, bruh? You know sometimes I don't blame these African leaders, bruh? Because, I mean, we literally thought freedom fighters knew how to govern. Like, how dumb are we in life? What do you mean? What do you mean, Susan? The majority of African leaders were freedom fighters. They are the That's ones who, got, who liberated their countries. You know what I mean? And then we assume that just because they got us our freedom, they know how to set things right. Well, how they do, know how to how, do, how no, But that was, that was the standard of leadership. At that time, you didn't need a diplomatic person. You needed someone who was going to make things happen. I know, but so, the thing is, somewhere Lelo, along the line, we didn't But think get... about it like this, Lelo. When you're building a house, you get someone to come build the house, and then you get someone else to decorate the house. You don't get the person who built the to decorate your house that makes no sense yeah but if you were oh, homeless the only thing you were worried about is getting a house yeah but now you have to have a high standard for yourself okay wait let's look at it this way right this guy's they cut like the house analogy right is a perfect one we were homeless for so long finally got the house by however means they did right through fighting and killing and all of that okay, and okay. now they are trying by all means to hold on to the occupancy of that house but unfortunately that house is is supposed to be occupied through terms right yeah and they're thinking fuck that shit i don't want to go back to the life that i've had without this house that's like the only logic that i can think of because it doesn't make sense to me for somebody to want to be president of a nation for 37 38 years i mean but you, you can't leader. Point. Here's my point. I'm not justifying them, but I understand their perspective, right? How? Because I mean, number one, to lead a rebellion, 
you literally you leading a rebellion against the state you are leading a rebellion against people who are more powerful than you mm-hmm. that takes a certain mentality where you literally saying it's a do or die mentality you know what i mean and the fact that you actually succeeded in that gives yourself you give yourself that perspective to be like i'm the only one who could do it and i did it you know what i mean it breathes a thing that I, I, if i let go of power who am i giving it to because even when i was leading there was no one else i could look to but I it wasn't just you by myself look let's look at it let's look at cases like let's look at them let's look at um even uganda and all these other places right yeah the, the, the freedom fighters were not alone in that freedom if let's take it back home here you know the reason um mandela stepped down after one term because he knew that there was a, a system in place there was there was already successes all the way up to Cyril Ramaphosa that were identified he had identified three leaders that were supposed to take over and unfortunately Chris Honey didn't make it but he was supposed to be part of that they had realized okay there's a system in place i don't need to hold on to power till the end of time yes i came out of prison i'm good serve one term to steady the nation and then move on because there's a system they had as, as fucked up as nc has become but back then in the 90s there was a system in place to yeah. say guys this is what we're going to do to hold into this power can i just jump in but they didn't have i just want to jump in and say like they did. i think they were funded the by african okay i think i think the african leader's problem right is a matter of greed and, and we're trying to solve a problem of greed here um, these people are not holding on to power because they want to do better. It's greed. Greed to do what? Because they, they line their pockets till the end of time. And then, you know, they still want, want more. more. Keith, they want more. And, and that's innate in human nature. Like, people just want more. Mm. Do you know what I think it is, though? And you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but... You're wrong. <laughs> was <laughs> let me ask a question first. Was Mandela self-appointed, or was he appointed by the people around him as a group? They were like, okay, cool. We all share the same ideas, so you go ahead. You're well spoken. You you know listed the details of why why he could be basically the spokesperson of this movement. Or did Mandela come out and say, listen, I've studied law. I can definitely do this. No. So I can say Mandela became the face of everything, right? So he was appointed by his peers, essentially. Right. Not not just his peers. The, the the people in power and the people that he, he was negotiating with were the ones who said, "All right, cool, we are going to do it because it it made more sense and it made it was more of a PR thing." You know, Mandela was the face and the PR yeah. person to say, "All right, cool, we're going to get you in here because everyone loves you. You've become this face of the struggle. Every struggle or every movement needs a face, and Mandela was that face. It made no sense for him not to be president. So he was the PR face, but and maybe that's why I'm saying we we really can't compare ourselves to a place like Uganda. I'm not um, trying to lessen the the violence and just how traumatic getting through apartheid and fighting through it was, but in places like Uganda, Museveni replaced Idi Amin. I mean, I'm there was just out, yeah. there were just violence all around. So it was never a thing where we sat down as a as a movement that said, "Listen, we have to overthrow Idi Amin. Who can do it?" Okay, you know, you said Museveni, you you're the one. Let's go. He appointed himself, and that kind of gives you a god complex when you get to that point. Because Mandela couldn't have a god complex because he was put there. 
Because he put himself there, he he saw himself as the leader. I couldn't. But there was a movement behind that. There was a movement. Yeah, but taking out, moving. When he got when he got there, he he saw himself as the person who made it possible. Mm. He was the one who led the group. But also remember, Lelo's making a very important point on the complex side of things. Because look at how Africans view um, religious leaders. You know what I mean? They don't care. They don't. They don't use logic when they, when it comes mm. to this person. They will. They will. They will boost your ego to the furthest extent that they possibly can. You know what I mean? Because th- they look at you for hope. You know what I mean? Mm. So when everyone around you, bruh, is telling you you are the guy, you know what I mean? And obviously, as a person, you only surround yourself with yeah. those. You will never surround yourself with someone who's gonna be like, "Hey, dog, look, listen, man, your time is over." The only people who are around you are people who are just praising you. They are building you up. They are making you the god of that country. But now, my question here is right. Fine, that happens up until it's like when he came in. Obviously, he was replacing such a terrible tyrant, right? Mm. And then I'm sure I'm, I don't know if the history will agree with me, but I'm sure with the first couple of terms he was okay. He was trying to fix a mess. Mm. He couldn't fuck up that badly to mm. be worse than Idi Amin at the time. Mm. But now fast forward 40 years on, where this guy has been how many terms? Five, five, five ten terms in 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 there longer than he needed to be. Mm. This guy just can't keep on coming in and declaring themselves presidents for life which is what one of the titles that Idi Amin rendered for himself it's mm. like I'm president for life you mm. know so this guy now I mean the past election which is like a couple of weeks ago mm. you know he's yeah. doing everything he can to hold into power yes now he's no longer a favorite people don't like him anymore he needs to get out but he's holding on through all sorts of means you know but you know what I think it is and um, shout out to and I think I sent it to you guys The the there's a podcast on Spotify called the messenger and yeah. it is narrated by uh, fuck i don't know bus's full name i think it's basancho <laughs> i don't think so but it's narrated by bus and those of you who know bus he's uh or who don't know bus he's a, a an sorry, american musician have you met him yeah yeah sorry have you it, met it him? was part of the narrative you see if have you listen if you listen to him wait, wait, the question, if you wait, listen wait, can wait, i finish if you listen you, to the podcast we, we have met him he introduces okay don't bus bring knows back us. Hey, don't bring he knows back, us. Don't bring back my pain. I've spoken I, to I've him. I've got him on Twitter. Have you spoken to him? Bus? <laughs> anyway. Has he given you anything? But I, we're, we're, we're talking about Uganda. All right. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a history podcast. And basically, he, he details all of this stuff in Uganda. Yeah. And he does mention that in the beginning, Museveni was the one who liberated the country. And he was doing really well mm. for those first couple of yeah. terms, right? And then somewhere along the line, he basically became Idi Amin. And I think when you compare it to our thing, our thing being apartheid and the movement, we had, it wasn't just Mandela in the struggle. There were many other people who were doing very influential things in their spaces and they became together as a group Wait, but and guys, became a movement. Can I interrupt there? Can I interject? Saying Kim Museveni was the, was the, the guy. Isn't that disingenuous? Because... But, he can't. He couldn't have been the he, one guy that got up sure. and went and no, shot no, 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 Idi Amin no, no. or whatever. I there understand. was a whole big movement in getting rid of this guy. Yes, but our movement, you can point out the people who were involved. It wasn't just Mandela. You can name the people. Everyone who was involved. Who can you name from uh, from Uganda? No, but that's unfair because we don't live in the yeah, country. Yeah, I'm sure Ugandans. I mean, know. in the same way, if you ask a Ugandan person who was involved, they don't think they know what they'll to all assume, tell you. Yeah. They'll all tell you Mandela. But then it goes back to: Are we learning? 
our continent's history the way we're supposed to. But if you want to learn about it, where do you find those? Where do you find those those sources? Look, I say I always say if you look for history and doing history lessons, you will find them. Just have to search. African history, especially or black history as a whole, is not going to be smacking you in front and in your face, you know, because of the way things are. It's, it's, it's just the way it is. Even in high school, in primary school, the like history lessons were being, we're fucking learning about the French Revolution, the Industrial mm. Revolution. I don't give a fuck about that shit. You know, I want to yeah. know about the African history. I want to know about, uh, what's the name? Mera Munsa, or what's the, the, the richest individual the, the, in the, the, yeah. the Egyptian guy. Manza Munsa, that guy. Yeah. I forgot his name. But, you know, the, those are the things that we should be learning. There's no way my son should be learning about some French guy or. Queen Antoinette and whatever, when there is the richest individual ever to live, is an African citizen. You know what I'm saying? But does the individual yeah. have the capacity to do that research? Because it takes an incredible amount of research from different people to kind of collate call a story so guess, that makes sense. Can I just jump in there as well, Keith? It's, it's, it's a bigger problem than just learning African history because we have to put it into like context of like how the world operates. You look at things like the World Economic Forum. Look at the place that Africa has in that in that space. Like we don't, we have like two seats or three seats in the World Economic Forum. So the big majority is from Europe and America and whatnot. And in that context, that's why we can shut all these European concepts and whatnot. You're learning about the British Revolution. You're learning about all these other things because that's what the world deems matters, you know more. Yeah, I get what you say. You know what I think. You know what I think. The problem. I'm not a problem, but my perspective on what's wrong, what's particularly wrong, and why it's so hard to actually learn African history. It's very hard to care about history when, when you're hungry, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we... And the thing is, and I appreciate the, the this whole drive to teach Africans their history. But me knowing that Masa Musa was the richest man in the world at some point in life, at this point, it does very little for me. You know what I mean? It, that, that identity does very little for me at this point but and it does very little no, for a lot of citizens do you know what it, it does for you it tells you that things are possible that this is in, this isn't your reality this is not where where things start and this is where things end for you representation matters when you see that's why it's all these things are such a big thing when you saw your black panthers your all this your all that your beyonces it matters to see for your child to grow up and see that listen it's possible for someone from poverty from africa to go all the way to the states and become the president of their nation it's possible for the best superhero in the world to be a black person from an african country type of situation because then it changes the way you think small things like having a barbie that's black you know those things change the way you think and when you grow up that kind of makes who you are if you're always going to be seeing blue-eyed people being the saviors your jesus that you you worship is white Come on, man. But I get what I get. What Suso saying, and people, if you are hungry, you have no time or capacity to be thinking about the past. So then, is it not us, the millennials, who are thankfully because of you know our parents and our grandparents are in a better space and can sit back and retrospectively look at history and say, okay, this is where like you can you can look at history and then have like a bit of foresight because we're not hungry is it not that our responsibility as the millennials who are doing better than others because it's not every single millennial who's in a good space at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on the country you might be you know you might be in a very horrible situation or a decent situation is it not our responsibility as millennials to then retrace that history and sort of make it a, a storyline um so that 
we can then instill that representation as soon as the people who are now no longer hungry they at least have something to learn but my question is where do you start is i think yeah I, i agree with you 100 i think it is our responsibility especially when we start becoming parents right if we feel like we can't influence the, the curriculum or the education system then it's our responsibility as parents to teach our kids that history definitely definitely and i couldn't agree with you more i feel like we i think more parents should be involved in what their kids are learning and you know just yeah. just the other day i heard some parent was like i think it was a year or two ago who went to the school and said listen why are you teaching my kids about slavery in america we are in south africa teach them about proper things you know um those type of situations and she, it was in a private school actually and she said listen if you don't change this or we table it at the governing body or whatever i'm going to homeschool my kid and she did that you know which is a big responsibility for a parent to do but if you feel like what your child is being fed is not conducive to what you're trying to make of a good human being that's going to do something in the world then take them out because the schooling system also we inherited this type of things from the european society we had our own type of schools back in the day i'm sounding like nazanoff <laughs> but you get what i'm saying we was kings <laughs> no, but you, look, I, I, look dog i'm all i'm saying is we yes it is our responsibility as people who are better off to try and school other people but let's not downplay what history can do for you when even when you're hungry there are too many people who are hungry in africa who look for help from the states from the west because they they there's that whole uh, inferiority complex of saying yes all the saviors in the world ever were from europe or were from whatever pink skin or whatever those type of situations no one's going to come save you from europe save your own damn self here let's fix our own problems every time like all these history things that you look at and you try and trace or whenever there was an issue in congo in uganda or in rwanda all of those situations when this when these dictators were getting out of hand or the civil wars were getting out of hand all the help was always coming from the flipping united nations um coming from the states coming from wherever because they had stakes in those countries that's the only reason they didn't come because they felt oh my gosh what's happening there is bad let's go help no they're like shit we heavily invested in that country because of that oil because of those that gold that platinum whatever let's go fix that shit look man i I I'm not disagreeing with you. I just have a different perspective to this. Right? To say that it's a comparison between which is a bigger which is a bigger message. Is it bigger for you to look at your past and look that people were great or is it bigger for you to look around you and see that people are great? And my perspective Wait, in but this, people are not great right now. What's going to make them great? But my perspective even if they're not great, we lie till they are. Fake it, fake it. We, all I'm saying is, look at all you. You look at European history. You go down to the at the time that those kings were kings, they were the they were terrible. The people didn't like them, but the books always read them in a positive light. History Which belongs means, to you know what I mean. Yeah. Which means that if it, like if if you're looking at a Sir Ramaphosa, you're looking at a Jacob Zuma, you're looking at a Nelson Mandela, doesn't matter what you think of the guy, but if we paint him as a great man, 
when your child grows up, they're gonna look at him and be like, damn, this Mandela's great. Mm. You know what I mean? But now if we're gonna come and have conversations about him being a sellout and all these things, it diminishes his stature as an individual. You know what I mean? Which means that now you no longer have the. If you're saying that you want your children to look at black people and see greatness, paint the greatness. I have a question though. The 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 trade-off between making because at the moment you are living. Um, in in the same time that just the people you're speaking about, you say you should make them great, not Nelson Mandela, but let's just take out politicians now, right? So where do you exchange your grievances, having lived and are living in a situation or a country that is a consequence of really bad governance? Where do you then stop saying, ah, let's not complain and let's just make them seem great? Because take Jackson Temple for example, I'm pretty sure he's done brilliant things. Right? Yeah, yeah. But what are we competing about when he died? All the bad shit he did. But and we're doing that because we're living in the bad shit that he did. Yeah, but the thing So is- at what point, like, how do you balance still expecting and demanding a certain quality from your government and then leaving that out of, out of the history books and painting them as great people? That's a hard balance to strike. Can I ask you that question? I understand. Huh? Can I ask you a question? Okay, wait, let me, let me just get okay. to Lego's question first. So, my point, like, yeah, so my point is make right people as being great, ne? But then, in order to write people as being great, we have the responsibility to ensure that the people we're trying to write about are the right type of people. I think right now we're caught in a circle where we have bad people in power and we're looking at it like we don't have an alternative except for those people. You know what I mean? So I think if we actually took up the responsibility to say like, look, we want to paint our history the right way. It means it starts with us ensuring that the right people are in power and then we can build them up. You know what I mean? So you build a good figure greater than what they actually are. You know what I mean? So I, that's where my point actually is. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the first time, or well, you're obviously assuming that you know, remember the first time you learned how magic works? Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Oh, I still love magic. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it even more, honestly. I literally when you realized that there was there was no magic; it was just illusions. I loved it even more. I literally just loved it even more. Is that? Uh, look, I understand know? where your question is yeah. going with this. Like to be like, ah, oh, the it's disappointment. Yeah, the because we can create. Okay. So but th- my point is, the dissolute. What I'm saying is, right now. Because of how our history happened, yeah. it's very hard to be very conclusive about. We're gonna write, we're gonna look at our history, this is who you are, this is what happened, this is what happened. It's very hard for us to do that, right? What we're doing is we are starting from where we are currently and we are moving forward. We have to develop. What I'm saying is, it's very hard for us to, to, to retrospectively build our history. Let's build our history from where we are now. You know what I mean? And at a point where, and the, and the thing is, very few people actually go and look at how magic works. A lot of people still look at it and be like, wow, how the fuck did you do that? Mm-hmm. Not thinking about the trick that's happening behind it. You know what I mean? People, like Dr. Lugo says, humans are stupid. Right? No, he never says it's humans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says another word. What does he say? <laughs> Who's stupid? <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, very, like the same way that currently we, we are not researching our history, you know what I mean? Looking at how the West views their history. They're not looking at back in their history and be like, oh shit, it's all an illusion. They're looking at greatness. They're looking at their forefathers and being yeah, these amazing people. I mean, Mount Rushmore, I mean? the money, and all you of know, that. Like, if you build the figure large enough, 
it's very hard for for you to be disillusioned about that figure. You know what I mean? When you look at like when white kids grow up, they can look at a Jeff Bezos, they can look at a Bill Gates, they can look at who's that Elon Musk. Hey, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you know what I mean? They're looking at these figures, and they are. It's something that they can strive to today. These are figures they can actually reach up and actually touch right now. You but know, do, do you know? Because they're mean? current heroes, so we need our current crop of heroes. Okay, wait. Who who is our, who are our current heroes? Who can we touch to? Besides myself. But you see, that that was my next point was you, you there's no one we can point to and say, you know, there's Do you a wanna know why thing. do you wanna know why I I say like we can't touch them? In South Africa we can look at someone like a precious Matipa, right? The reason it's very hard for me to actually say, yeah, that's the guy we can look at is because I'm like my political ideas around him and as a person are negative for him. Mm. So it's very hard for me to be like, I look up to him. But a person who does not necessarily show share those same political ideas or haven't developed those political ideas can actually look up to him and be like, damn, that's the guy. So, a person can look at Jay-Z and be like, Jay-Z, your train, all these people like, yeah. You know, those people so are do you, do you think what you're saying, your theory of building building people to be greater than they are, do you agree that that needs to happen before we start becoming disillusioned? Before you start seeing that Jeff Bezos is paying people minimum wage, you need to, and, and before that shit starts coming out, he needs to be a bigger than life person. And yeah. this, the, so then the question is, as an African continent who's always falling prey to leaders who do really great jobs in their first couple of terms and liberating a country and doing well, um, they stay so long that we start seeing the faults. Yeah. And once you start seeing the faults, you can't be like, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. He he got us out of some bad shit, but he's doing bad shit now. Yeah, but the, and that and that's where my point comes that we are looking at it from a plural standpoint. I think the bad, the bad, the, the good thing that they'd be able to do is kick leaders out. You know what I mean? What's that Jay Z line? Um, kick you. Dark, uh, what dark night feeling? Either you die a hero or you live yeah, long yeah. enough to be yeah, a villain. villain yeah, know? yeah. What I mean. Yeah. So if I think the problem with that Ugandan guy is that. If he had kicked him out, out of, of like if they had made the conscious effort to kick him out of the, after the first two terms before he, he became the true monster, we wouldn't look at him like this. We would be talking at him with glory. You know what I mean? But because even and the, and that's the thing because we don't see alternatives around us, and that's what's happening in South Africa currently is that we don't see alternative. The president of Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just name. You know, what I mean? we don't see an alternative to to the ANC. We don't. All we seeing even when when we talk, talk to people and be like, dog. Go vote, They're like, but who are we voting for? They're not seeing alternatives. They're seeing people as smaller than the ANC, so there's no real change that can happen. Space yeah. Space have you seen the numbers of, of people who are eligible to vote and the ones who actually do? Have you seen the numbers? They're shocking, I know. I mean, what? Like, it's, it's shocking. It's less than shocking. 20% of eligible voters are actually voting. Yeah. And when you talk to eligible voters, they'll be like, what's the use of voting? You know what I mean? Exactly. They're not exactly. seeing their own power. And, and, my, point, and, and my point is, doesn't matter who you vote for, just don't vote for the person you don't want. Vote for anyone except the person you disagree with. You know but what then, I mean? Doesn't matter how small they are, because what you're doing is you are you are decreasing the power that they have and you are empowering the others. You know what I mean? But who must I empower? Because none of these people are saying something that's worthwhile. At this point it doesn't matter. Choose someone. If you are going with the FF, even if you don't agree with them, go with them. If you are going with the why? Small okay, the why UPM, am I going? With, okay, why am I going with the FF? Because that's when you end up. Then you're gonna end up in a situation where you have a, a Muslim because 
Some some of these guys just got into power because they just didn't want Idi Amin anymore. But now what what it does is betray the guy that's the president now just got in there because they didn't want Mugabe anymore. But it breeds a culture of saying that as soon as I stop agreeing with you, I can always go for someone else. You know what I mean? Currently, what happens in South Africa is that as soon as we don't see a better, we stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my point. As soon as you don't see someone who's better, don't stop. Go for the next person. So even if so, if you if you raise the EFF to a, to a power uh, to to a, to a point where they are powerful and you stop agreeing with them, we then jump and we go for someone else, even though we don't agree with it. I mean, the, the way that the the Americans th- voted now. A lot of them don't care about Biden. They don't want him, but they like they hate him. We need we need an alternative to him. And as soon as we've got Biden, then we can move on to someone else. You know what I mean? But the thing is, four years is a very long time. But it's historically, but historically, it's very short. Mm -hmm. It's long for us. But history is in 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 the context of history, four years is very short. You know, and and that's the thing is that at some point we have to agree. We have to get to a point where we can agree that currently we're not doing it for us anymore. We're doing it for the future. Now, if you don't care about the future, shut up, do what you gotta do. But the fact that we got freedom in 94, because people at the time were like, we're not doing it for us anymore, we're doing it for the future. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not doing it for your own kids, but just do it for a better future, you know what I mean? You might actually, when you're 40, 50, 60, you might live in the better yeah, future than we but are. But now, you see, that's my point. You see, I have a lot of issues with ANC, but one of my biggest gripes is the fact that the guys in power now are literally everything they fought against. Like, they were fighting against old tyrants, older generations. This, when these guys came into power, they were young, fresh individuals with fresh ideas, you know? Hence, South Africa had some of its greenest years from 96 to about 2008, 90. All these yeah. leaders were still youngish, you know? They were in their 40s, maybe 50 here and there, which yeah. is a perfect time for you to be a leader. Yes. You know, you're still part of the future, but you're, you're still seasoned enough as well, yes. you know? Now all these guys are 60, 70, bruh, you are so disconnected from the real world. It's so different from 94. 94 is almost 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I'm saying, and you are, yeah. you are 70 years old going to a new position. It so doesn't make sense to me. So here's my last point, because this thing is kind of irritating me. This <laughs> <laughs> conversation irritates the fuck out of me, like you guys know. But my last point in this is to say that when Tito Mboweni left the Reserve Bank and started getting Twitter famous, right? Yeah. He was he was an advocate for young leaders getting positions. Yeah. What happened when we were looking for a finance minister? The government painted a facade of there are no options. Yeah. And so we're gonna pick Tito Mboweni. And he accepted. Because he had believed that there are no other options. Mm. You see how perception, when we know that that perception is false, but the fact that that perception exists was powerful enough context, yeah. for us to accept a Titomboweni. And this is why I'm saying that it's important for us to then create a perception that there are alternatives. There definitely are. Yes, we so see them. But let no. the perception exist. Can I counter that and say that, uh, and especially in, in, in our government where I am not against nepotism. I think you need to get in where you can, but also be capable of doing the job. Do you not think? Not against nepotism. I'm not. I'm definitely not against nepotism because when Trump, white people like when white nepotism. people do it, it's called having connections and you know networking. networking. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. You're just using a word that has a different connotation. But at the moment, the leaders that are there at the like in power right now are putting their kids on. And their kids have no political aspirations. Yeah, because they, 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 most of them were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. 
Yeah. And most of them are getting tenders. They're driving Porsches and they are, you know, dragging us on Twitter and we drag them back. And like, they have this sense of celebrity about them. I mean, you mentioned now Tito being on, on, on Twitter and whatnot. Like, our, our ministers are getting this sense of celebrity where we reveal them. They with, with, yeah, they, they're not doing their job. They think we're their age mates. We're not their age mates. We demand a certain, you know, that goes out to you, Figile. <laughs> we but, and and the other thing, the fact that no one is actually qualified to be doing what their portfolio does, except for Titumbo, I guess. And okay, sure, there. but he needs to stop being a master chef because he, he can't do it again. He's now falling victim to celebrity because, and that's what social media does. It gives you, you know, a yeah, bit of confidence. Lifts you up to. And this, and I think, and this is the point that I've always made is to say that the biggest problem we ever had was allowing ministers onto social media, allowing ministers to use personal accounts no, as, as, as the portfolio's accounts. Yeah. No, that, I totally disagree with that because there's a senator in the states, I forgot her name, and she uses yeah, Wait, she, what do you say? Yeah. This ties in so nicely with the next topic because now it's speaking to what is my private life and my brand and the job that I have to do. That's a nice point that you make there, but... But yeah, now, Keith, Keith is bringing up a good point about AOC and how... Yeah, you know her, right? yeah, 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 and how... how. But I think it works for her because who she is, is what she does. Yeah. Like, she she's, she's going There's on... No double life. Yeah, she's going on Jesus and Mero and, you know, she's being this girl from Bro- Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I think. Brooklyn. Yeah. She, she keeps to her roots, but whatever she's saying in her personal capacity always relates to what she believes in and what she believes in is her work. So those two things can go hand in hand. But what does garlic have to do with our economy and what we care about? Like he uses an incredible amount of garlic and it annoys me and he doesn't know how to chop it. But you see, this is what we're talking about. But here's my point. When you say social media, Tito, okay, we're wait, talking about but his cooking skills, but not now, actually what his job. <laughs> wait, but now does... Did Tumbewini's love for garlic and tin fish affect his fiscal policies? Yes. How? Uh, Wait, that's yes. Yes. How? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to... No, but the thing is, what it says, what it says, ne, is that when you're looking at him and when you look at the reaction that people have towards his cooking and whatever, and he's persistent mm. in continuing with whatever he's doing and he's saying basically fuck off, right? That's what he's basically saying. Because it's his food. What happens is... That's the personality that he has. That's the type of mentality that he has when he's making decisions, mm-hmm. right? So when he's making physical policies and he believes in this specific one, what does he say to everything else? Fuck everything. Fuck everything else. Do you understand? Hey, and no, that's, and that's the and the thing is, whether what I'm saying is true or not, that is what we can infer from his decision making process. Because we're not there when he's making physical policies. All we ever hear is what he presents. No. So when they try to, when they formulate it, we never hear his perspective. What we do hear is the outcome. And what we've also seen is that when, when there are policies that government is making yeah. around SAA and whatever, he always comes out and states that this is what he believes in, right? Mm. He says SAA must go, right? Government is saying, the rest of government has, has agreed that Sharp, we're keeping it, whether that's right or wrong. But he's very adamant that this is what he's doing, mm-hmm. which shows that even when decisions are being made and the, the conversation, he's, it's very hard to persuade him to get off. Because it's the right thing to do. No, no. Who chooses? The thing is, as much as we are saying that on that particular one, it's the right thing to do, how many others, others yeah. where he was wrong, no, did but, he step okay. back and be yeah. like, yes, I was wrong? Let's, let's make an example. Let's take it back to normal people, right? 
I'm active on social media. You're active on social media, Lelo. You know, what you do on your on your spare time, because social media is your spare time, right? It does not affect the choices or decisions that you make at work. Yeah, but you I'm know, not, it's I'm... like now my clients coming to me and say, "Yo, Keith, you said you prefer Chelsea over Man United. That means you prefer." Teams sure. from London only, so we're not gonna do business with you. Yeah, no. but half of the time you are tweeting personal things. Yes. You are not going on ninety nine percent of the time. In between your personal stuff, talking about the current state of your industry or you know you're not like, mixing things up like okay, does your pers- talk about government stuff on his yes. that's the thing. He is now mixing and he, he will only engage with posts about his personal life, but he's using his account to be a personal and work. Okay, let's not use Tito. Let's use Figile as a personal account. Okay, Figile. Figile. you know what I mean. The thing is, with Figile, he's using his personal account yeah. as the gov- as the government's account. Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, now I get you. The premise I understood at the beginning to me, like my account has a bigger following than the actual the, yeah. account. But then, but then the argument I always had, and people didn't agree with me, is to say that use your personal account to build the government's brand. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Don't have your personal account. You, you can retweet what the what the what the official page is saying. Yeah. That I don't have a problem with. But if the announcement is coming from your personal account, now yeah. that's where I've got a problem with it. Because mm-hmm. you know I mean? now as soon as you leave the portfolio, and why think, what does the next person do who doesn't have that big account? That big the big following? Yeah. What does he do? How does he convey? And for once I think that's where Trump was a visionary. You know, he he chose to not take the uh, president of United States Twitter handle. He's like, no, I'm gonna keep because that's the yeah. the the the, no, the that's tradition. What, that's what Joe's doing as well. Yeah, so that you can keep it separate. You know, he always tweeted his nonsense through his Donald J Trump account, but then the president of the United States account was still active, only tweeting things about government. Sometimes the metal part you would see which one's Trump. And you get I, what I'm saying? It, one was handled by interns. Yeah. One was handled by him. That, but then that that makes it easy to separate like the person from the position. Because yeah. right now we can't separate the person from the position. Feel is out here making announcements and deleting tweets when he finds out well, that's not the true announcement. Like what? Exactly. Where yeah, where's where's guy, the yeah. line? Where's yeah. the line where? Now we're treating you as the celebrity, and you have but this seen yourself as and this is my problem. And this is my problem with about about this. this is my last point on this one. When you are an elected, especially when you get to the higher positions of public of public government, you know what I mean, as a public official. Mm. I truly believe you should stop having a personal life that we can see. Yeah. yeah. You should not have any personal opinions that you are voicing either than what the office stands for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now people are trying, now people like using that divide. Like, no, I'm now being official. I'm now no longer being official. But when we listen to you, you are the minister. So whatever you say, whether it's official or not, our perspective is that is what's happening in our country. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We can look at the chief justice. Oh, I hate that guy. Anyway, we can look at him as an as an example. He is highly. He's he's highly. He's a person who's. Um, he's highly religious. He's a Christian. He's a pastor. That's fine. But now, when you start speaking about things like the mark of the beast in relation to the vaccine, we already struggling to get people to. To tie onto yeah. the vaccine, even though you you're saying it in your personal capacity as, as your belief, it's very hard for us to now convince people to take the to vaccine because now the high one of the highest positions in the land is against vaccinations. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you are doing more harm than you are doing good. 
there could be 10% of good that you could do by having a personal life but that 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 is in, it's insignificant when you're comparing it to the damage that you're doing but that's and the, that's my and point and it's not that difficult it, but i think what our government is struggling with is branding because in any organization um if it's going to have a social media presence you have a certain message across the board brand wise which is why posters had a like a specific one which is why pre- the, the presidency also now has a specific twitter account where you're allowed to have opinions he's allowed mohoy is allowed to believe that it's a mark of the beast but right? it doesn't need to but you can't public. say that from a place of office because now people can't differentiate the two and now you also it seems cannot differentiate the two where you are saying as a pastor if i'm a pastor am i allowed to tweet that i'm into swingers because i've got this brand now but i'm tweeting in my own personal capacity how do these things conflict you know like you know how does it work but as a pastor you living this yeah. your brand is your life mm. you know your your brand could be you are a cool pastor but at the end of the day you are a pastor but is that not true for a public official Is that not true for a public official? I think I think I think and Dora, I what you're saying is very true because if I'm a pastor, it's very important for me to brand myself as a holy man. Mm. Even if I'm not holy, but righteous man. Yeah, I have mm. to be righteous, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. And for public figures it works the same way. I think where ordinary citizens comes into effect is that I'm allowed to have my own my own views, you know what I mean? Even though my views can affect my career. I can see some fucked up shit on Twitter, get fired. Mm. You know what I mean? It was it was a personal thing, but now it's affecting my per, your your my thing it affects life it affects so on. only you. It doesn't affect the larger population, and this this was the same argument when Katleho, um, you know, lost his job, and maybe it's because we're we're democracy babies and we feel like everyone should have a fair chance and a fair say. But the reality is, when you represent a brand or when you represent an organization, you as the individual fall away. You like you said, you have you shouldn't have an opinion. You no longer have a personal life because. You are bigger than yourself as Sfiso. You represent your bigger organization and that's the reality of it. When you sign on as a as an ambassador, you are basically giving away your rights to have any controversial opinion because you are you are agreeing to be the face of a brand and this brand has a message across the board that this is what we believe in. But then I disagree with that because the the brand didn't come to me because I'm just a nobody off the street who doesn't have any opinion who doesn't have any appeal. You came to me because I'm also a friend. This is a a what's the word? win-win situation for both of us, right? Mm. You came to me because we our brands identify with each other, right? Maybe I am yes, at the end of the day I am still Keith, you mm. know, but now it will be Keith associated with Alturas. Cool. Sure, but, but Keith has always had views. Keith, Keith, I, I, I get what you're saying you is, but what I'm saying is, you're being very slick about your argument. You're, you're, you're threading a very thin line. Yeah? How? No. And this, this is my perspective. Because you came to think me. About because like think about I'm like this. Think about like this. Think about like this, Keith. If I am a person, I am out there. I'm an influencer. I'm trying to get sponsorship with certain people. Okay. You know what I mean? You're There's a certain brand I'm say I'm, I am putting out there yeah. at that point. You'd be. It's very rare for me to put something that's contradictory to that brand. At the time when I'm actually building up my brand, 
everything is focused here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if I believe certain things, I usually cut them out because I know how it will affect it's... my brand. But as soon as I get those friendships and I get bigger than life and I'm now deciding, oh, and like I no longer want to chase this brand anymore and I start saying some, some fucked up shit, I wasn't doing that while I was getting built up, you know what I mean? Now, if I was saying fucked up shit while I was getting paid to um, getting built up and then you decided to be like, oh, but we still like him. You can't then yeah, come and then say you fuck come off, back. you know what yeah. I mean? But if, okay. if well, during my build up, if during my build up, I'm 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 giving you a certain perspective. Yeah, that's the perspective. That's that's the standard you should hold me accountable to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as soon as it starts deviating from that standard, then it changes. Because Udito was not cooking before he became minister. Maybe oh. he was. <laughs> Maybe he, he was cooking. No, no, no. He wasn't cooking on Twitter. Yes. You know what I mean? He was cooking you know for himself, I mean? but then he got the celebrity well, and wanted to show off that I was. Okay, let's go into celebrities, right? Yeah. Like how your brand then can then change from what you wanted and then bite you in the, in, in the back at the at the end of the day like now we're looking at i don't know if you guys caught up with the somisi issue this past mm, no, week what's been going on there? right um so there's all been there's, there's rumors that have been going around about his marriage and all of that and so it's been two massive things that have been going on together at the same time okay. what about so, his marriage that he married a young boy and we should view it some kind of way uh no okay. that, that, <laughs> <laughs> no i think um, apparently rumors that you know there's a divorce coming through and all of oh, that okay. and how, that it's ending and all of that so it's been all that right so that's uh, sad so, that's so yeah, sad. That is i had sad. so much hope for that eh? <laughs> so really did. A, a a reporter a journalist tweeted him right not tweeted but in, inboxed him and said yo listen i'm trying to collaborate a story here i need your a right to comment right mm. to give him the right to comment to say listen i'm writing a story about your marriage and this and this and this can you come to do care to comment mm. and then he said blah 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 fuck you i'm gonna do all of this, I'm gonna sue you, I wish you'd write it, I can't wait to sue you guys, all of that, all of that, all of that, right? Because yeah. you said no comment, though. Exactly, right? And that's the one side. I think a day or two later, a second story that's been brewing for quite some time as well is the fact that, you know, his cooking show was stolen. That, yeah, that idea was stolen. So mm-hmm. that uh, that story is also brewing and catching momentum. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the same reporter or another reporter also said the same thing to me. Yo, listen, I'm writing the story. Listen, this and this and this. Care to comment, I think, and then he went. I think now he's very fed up. He went and blasted this person, sh- um, exposed their um, personal details and their phone number and all oh, that, and venting wow, and all that, you know. And then, so this whole idea, uh, this whole you know, conversation came about of like, it's so easy, right? The, your whole brand, it's not like you are selling something, you okay, let's not denounce his or shit on his talent, but now your brand now. Is your personal life mm. you know this is how you've become bigger than life now yeah i mean because it's your personal your life your wedding was a reality tv exactly. show so once you put it out there you can't now turn around and say hey this is my personal shit blah 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 blah, blah. this is your brand that you've built okay can you, but here's my question in view of what of all this thing that's happening and his reaction towards it right mm-hmm. is it any different from how he's acted over the years yes I, okay, well, okay, from my perspective of what I've seen from him, he's uh, what's on my mind is out there. Mm. If it's on my mind, I'm saying it, you know what I mean? And so, no, but he's never had to deal with divorce rumors. Yeah, he's never had to deal with divorce yeah. rumors, but he my thing is married, the though. action, but like the way he's reacting to things, it's a uh, this is on my mind currently. I'm in a stress. I'm in a. St- I'm very stressed. I am prone to lashing out because I'm handling a, 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 a possible divorce. If he's getting divorced, there's a lot of things that I'm handling. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I still have to look like I'm 
people are trying to brand me as a different person to who I am. I'm supposed to be a what's it called? The fact that we don't we don't have these things, that's why I can't even get <laughs> What's this thing? Um role model. A role model, yes. That's the one. Yeah, you know what I mean? I have to be a role model because you know when you become a celebrity, there's certain responsibilities that you have to your to community to offer. You know, there's so much on my mind that but he's doing what he usually does. It's on his mind, he says he's going for but it. But not towards other the the journalists. You see, the, and that's the main problem. I think we had this chat on, on Clubhouse that this the the main problem with uh, South African celebrities is they they want to be buddy buddy with uh, with his um, journalists, right? Only when it serves them. Mm-hmm. They don't utilize their their teams. They don't utilize their PR machines that are there for oh, these certain reason. purposes. Yeah. The reason why this journalist thought he could just come to you and say this because I'm sure for many many years you've used him as a mouthpiece for other things, mm-hmm. and now that he's coming to you with something that you and don't like. You know, why why couldn't he just go to and I'm sure as Somiza as smart as he is, I'm sure he has a PR company, I'm sure he has a publicist that we can always go to if we're looking for information for him. But over the past years he's always been a person that they want to be buddy buddy with his uh journalist so that they can get things out there instead of using tools in place that you can't like there are celeb there are celebrities in South Africa that you can't get to. You can't you don't hear Nasty C talk about anything else other than his music. Unless you go speak to, like any journalist in this country doesn't speak to Nasty directly, because that's something that's been set up mm-hmm. from the get go. You're never gonna hear any rumors that he said something directly to somebody, you know, unless he's tweeting shit and all that. But that's never about other than another, anything else other than the music, because mm-hmm. he's selling something. Mm-hmm. Anything else to do with that? Go speak to his team. Mm-hmm. That's why the team is there. Mm-hmm. That's the brand that you've built, and if you continue, you're gonna have a long 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 career with that okay you don't speak to the ferguson's directly about anything yeah there was a i don't know if you guys know the youtube uh, i forgot there's that show man the, the youtube show uh hot ones where celebrities go and eat hot wings and you know mm-hmm. ask questions yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. um there was one with idris alba and one of the questions was um how he's been revered as this man of mystery because there's very little about his personal life and he actually made a very valid point that back in the day um, actors and actresses had this air of mystery around them um, because that was just how things were at the time. The only time we saw them was in movies and in, on, on the screen. Yeah, and, now the at, thing, yeah. and now at the moment, we consume reality TV. So you don't really care about the story that, you know, the tidbit of all, oh, how is his wife doing or whatever, because you have the Kardashians who have their full life on display and that is now entertainment. So celebrity has changed from back in the day where you would revere this person because they just like you like them and there's you want to know more mm-hmm. about them to a and point where we know everything about them and now we demand to know everything about them. So that's the trade-off you get when you want to be a celebrity. And I think that's what people don't they they, they want this anonymity, but you want the fame. The fame comes with celebrity, and the celebrity means that people want to know what's going on in your life. Every single so However, if, if you want privacy, then get a PR company and yeah, they'll manage that yeah, for you. I get what you're saying, and I totally agree with it. And I think, like, I think, I, I, like, to some another thing, like, the reason why the whole thing is changed because we want inside to the in the inside the inside mm. scoop of what celebrities mm. are going down to. So remember when yeah. when Somelia had that reality show? Mm. How was, do we remember how he used to treat like what's that the friend of his that was a real estate come um he's in real estate mm, whatever Jay, Jay Butler, the I relation think. I don't like the relationship between between them 
for me, the way that he's acting now is similar to how he acted with his friend back then. You know what I mean? How when things are good, when things are good between us, be great. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as I don't like it, I'm coming at you. That's how that's how he came across in the reality show, and that's why I'm saying that the, what he's doing now isn't any different. And that's why we loved so easy. You know what I mean? That's why he became that so great. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we we had an insight to his life. We were saying the things that we were too afraid to say, and he was out there about. We loved that about him. You know what I mean? So now we can't turn around and 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 put him on a higher pedestal when that's how we grew up. You no, know but we're not doing that. He is he is now changing because there's not even, he's just lashing out now. You know, and it's like, dude. This is what you say. This is what you decided. This is your brand. If you want to change it, then change it and stick to it. But it's gonna affect the, the the bank at the end of the day because that's not who you are. You're not you're not somebody that we try and only hear from when we want to. You're not a bonang. You know, there's only bonang only shows us what, what we want us yeah. to see. What she wants us to see is what we'll, we'll see. Now, right now, you don't know who Wanang has dated for the past couple of years. The last person we only knew was, what's his name? AKA. Oh, Kieran Falls. Didn't you know about the, the uh, yes, and I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, uh, you're, you but on that note, this like, is coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. But on that, you know, like, I, I like what Will Smith has done. You know, he, he also used to say the same thing about the change, and he addressed it in, in his whole rebrand thing, you know, of, you could see the, the visible change in Will Smith's rebrand where he went from this the celebrity that you only saw at the box office in on July 4th uh, at the movies or the red carpet and all of that to the celebrity now that's on social media, that's accessible. You know, his family was all surrounded in mystery back in the day, but now everyone is accessible. But he has controlled and monetized that accessibility. I will, yes, whatever happens, I'm willing to address it, but I will address it on my platforms that will make me money. With So, hence, him and his wife created that whole thing, Red Table, or yeah, whatever they have. Any issue happens, they went, whatever, that, that big issue with that swinger guy, or whatever, what's his name? August, August, <laughs> August Swinger, August right? Cena. That was a, <laughs> that big the issue. swinger guy. <laughs> it was a big issue, but any other celebrity would have just let it fester, but they went on their platform that they own, and control the story. Do you think Wait guys, hold up, hold up. I think I'm misunderstanding the conversation here. What's what's the actual problem here? The brand. Yeah, it's, like it's it come, came from the whole how ministers mm-hmm, are thing mm-hmm. and controlling your brand and what yeah. your brand is. And now here we are with celebrities also with now trying to move away from their brand that they've created and complaining about accessibility. Oh, okay. Do you, do you think um, the people who are having a problem with controlling their brand are people who got... I don't want to say new fame because for me it's been around in the industry, but a, a, like an exponential growth in fame. Use Will Smith, for example. He was famous from Faduka. Like, he, he, he was famous. Yeah. He's always been famous. Do you know what so I think? he... He, de- he didn't have like the appeal of celebrity. Yeah, the, yeah. He didn't buy. It's like the old money, new money thing. Like he, mm. he always had it, so he didn't rush to get into things and trends um, to kind of get that fame. Mm. Do you not think that the, the, the people who are struggling now 
are the people who wanted fame and didn't quite understand the price of fame and the price of celebrity. You know, there's, a, there's an interesting. I used to, I was listening to Michael Blackson, the guy studying. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I was listening. Yeah. Well, I think humor is not for everyone. Humor is not for everyone. You know what I mean? He's, but he's you know, no, but when he started getting serious and he was on the Breakfast Club and he started talking about remember when Kevin Hart was cheating or whatever, yeah. he was out here going after Kevin Hart. He was on his case. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said something very interesting to say that he was like, we are comedians, you know what I mean? We are always fighting for freedom of speech, you know what I mean? And the, the rule of mass, if, it, if it's in the public eye, it's free game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a lot of tension between him and Kevin Hart because of that. He's like, but dog, I'm going through a divorce and you're out here dogging me like this. And, and Michael Black is like, I'm going to clown you because it's out there. I'm not going to, if, if it was between us and it was between our circles, it, I would have kept it to myself, it, yeah. but it's out there and I'm gonna clown you. And I think the point I'm trying to say is that we got too comfortable with these celebrities, you know what I mean? I and I think they, that's the problem that's starting with them is that it's very easy for me as Fiso to go after uh, uh, Tanya Tavete, you know what I mean? Mm. And go after her with knowing that she's not gonna come after me. And I think that's the problem with that. Back. You know what I mean? And that's the problem that's happening now to say that. We we are, the, the relationship is too comfortable and people and no one likes it when other people try to set boundaries mm. and I think that's what celebrities are trying to do now they're trying to set the boundaries to be like we are cool but let's not be cool all the way yeah but did you, is it not and because they rushed into that fame they knew what would make them famous in that point because being Bonam, did I rush? Into, yeah, yeah but, but did I Bonam, rush into it no though? but from, Bonam for example has people. always set her boundaries. She didn't do the, the reality TV show because she knew it would get her fame there and then and just like air out her business. She always had a boundary. So I think I saw a tweet the other day. Anello was actually expe- uh, complaining about the same thing about how these journalists only hit them yeah, up when they want a personal yeah. thing. Yeah. But then some other guy responded <laughs> the guy who tried to buy a car from Instagram. <laughs> or car insurance or something like that. And he's like, bruh, you can't come back and want to be a celebrity now when we were fighting over a table at Spur the other week. Exactly. You so know. you guys, they, I feel like they rushed into celebrity and what in, in that moment, celebrity was airing your life and not having boundaries. And, also, and now they want to set boundaries. But babe, you gave us your... I told you agree to with that. Life. No, Lelo, I totally agree with that. Which part, like what do the you The rush with? into it. And then when you're there, establish what you want to establish. And no, set the boundaries when you're yeah, there. I, I agree with it 100%. But, yeah, but you want to No, I'm going to complain about it. Because the thing is, from my standpoint, I had a goal in mind, right? Mm. I was gunning for it, right? So when I get there, I'm like, okay, sharp, now I'm established. I'm here. Now, now, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. I have a right. You can be outraged about me complaining about the same boundaries. That's totally okay with it. You know what I mean? You can complain about it, but Oksala, I'm going to set these boundaries, you and I'm gonna them. complain about it. You can set them, but how are you setting? I don't blame what you know what they're doing. It's fine. They must do it. I agree with it. Hundred percent. I agree with it. You see, the reason why this is a big problem, right, for most celebrities in the country, and some, let's say, but let's focus in the country, right? It's because most of our celebrities, and I don't even agree with the term celebrity, because yeah, you don't have a lot. Of, yeah, most of them are so accessible, bro. Like, I don't need to wait till the story is published for me to get an opinion from you. I could just ask you at Wimpy or at Pick and Pay, you know? Mm. But also, the main reason why they have to be so accessible is because what they're selling is not something that's going to sustain them in here, you know? I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example of a young 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 talent, right? That we don't know anything about, 
but we are all waiting for her music. You know Elaine, right? Mm. We don't know anything else that we don't need to know about Elaine. For someone who's so right now in the country or even in Africa, you say the name Elaine, they know who you're talking about. Mm. You don't you know her same name. Knowledge, knowledge, it's way to come No, let me bring for it. Risky Elaine, the singer. Elaine. Okay, it's fine. Okay. What's your name? What song? What song? Risky man. How does it happen? Another one. Uh, like a, like a high <laughs> okay so this was going to be the no guy, but you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah, right yeah. Elaine anyone knows who Elaine is no Twitter know. people know who Elaine is no, no, no everyone everybody. knows because you guys everybody you know on, on Twitter she's, she knows she's, she's signed, signed to American, American how would I know that if I'm not on Twitter it's not how would I know that if I'm not on Twitter do you read the news? Do you read the news? He is, she hasn't been on the news. I, she, I when she signed, I follow. I actually follow. She was on the news. I don't follow entertainment news. Wow. Well, we're well, talking about entertainment. Okay. We are entertainment. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So she doesn't have to be accessible to anybody. You don't know where she lives, her surname, who she's dating, how but, old she is. Exactly. But because she is selling something that's going to sustain her and that doesn't have to go with anything else other than the music because of the talent. You know, but so basically, you're saying so, our celebrities uh, like talent, uh, therefore uh, they uh, must. They have to sustain. Uh, uh, keep, keep, I no, definitely. Okay, keep, I, I I, okay. Does does some music become some music with just dancing? No, no, no. This is the point I disagree with. Dance. Wait, hold on. Exactly. This is the point I disagree with. Ne? If I started the thing is, if I start getting any type of fame, right? Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can, I can even, I can even point to the the, the contestants. Young Miss Essie. I don't know whether she won or she. I think she won. Who won? The, the one that won, I don't know who she is. You mean but our Miss S.A. Yeah, Miss S.A. At the moment, you know what I mean? Put, 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 yeah, put some respect yeah, on her name. Right. But my point is, when she was coming, when she was entering the competition, I don't know whether it was her account or it was an old account or whatever, but there was an account apparently that started unfollowing people and people were getting a big hoo-ha about it. You know what I mean? I don't know what was happening, right? But the thing is, well, my point is, as, as South Africans, we only allow people to get up there if... They're cool they, if, they're, if they're cool with us mm. You know what I mean Because as soon as Muntu sets those boundaries early Trust we are going after no. them We are killing them no, I disagree. So it's, I not it's not impossible Because Elaine is doing it is? And she's I doing disagree. It. You, you said she in SA Yes, yes. Dude, trust me. When you were still in SA No, dude, you're up. probably the only one I've met Who, who doesn't who know Elaine, not know Elaine. But if I, I don't pretend to know No, if I put on the song you'll know But all I'm saying is But all I'm saying is it's not impossible. And also, you can start off, bro, from... There are, there are mad, talented guys who are doing it. You don't know much about Questa. But, but Questa, at some point, he was the biggest, biggest, biggest. Do you then you not think saying? that it is only possible if you have talent? Because you have something sustainable to sell. You're not just yes. a hype. Like, as much as we peep at as people, like, let's, let's take AKA. You don't have to like the guy, right? He's built as this brand as, oh, he's fuck you. But... The, as much as you can hate the personality, but you can't hate the music. As long as the music is there and is doing what it needs to do, then he says, fuck you. He could, he could change his image and be like, all right, I'm going to be the nice guy that retweets your things and follows you and mm. does all this. No, fuck you. Oh, you love I me think, for my music. You don't love me for anything else I other think, than the music. But also, but also, AKA has got a, a tough skin. So if you are telling him, Eclair, dog, fuck you for not being accessible, he's gonna be like, Eclair, pretend. Yes. No, you but it's a brand that yes. he's built. That's what we are he's saying. Got, he's got. He's got. He's got the he's, talent. He's got the thick skin. Wait, think no. about it like this. No, talent, about the thing. Talent affords you that. individuality. You can be whoever you want when you know that you're good at what you do. 
who you are really doesn't exactly. matter. I don't have to. So talk. other people are are basing their celebrity and their fame on who they are, and the substandard and, and, some however, can, and the little talent that they have. But if you are, if you got where you are purely on talent, you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. Exactly. I mean, even even looks. Look at what's her name, Laurie Harvey. I've never heard that child speak, but she is the biggest emotional avenger right now for these women. You know, people are living oh, like her. She's the she's the city girl, city girl role model. Yeah, like uh, you know, no, she's, she's the a different league. Yeah, she's, also, she's so talk far about ahead. How city girls are just. Yeah, they, 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 they are lost in They are city girls or city girls in City general? girls, so definitely city girls. Oh, so ah, they are lost. City girls. I, no, I, those, those people are lost. I have a lot, guys. Some things are just not for us. You know, keep keep it in America, they're in Atlanta. Not here. Not here. For Santa. No, you know what, guys? I want, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm in love with the so-called um, celebrities that you guys think. But what I'm saying is, I am for them giving their money any way they can. No, and when they get their money, they must live that soft light. They must protect their emotional, um, emotional, uh, whatever, emotional health and mental health. Yeah, no they knows. must protect it. And, hey, if you guys have a problem protect with it, it's fine. Me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, protect no, 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 them no, no. because... I believe personally I believe what they're doing is right and they must continue. I doing would, it. it's not it's not wrong. But as I'm soon as how as soon as how you do it takes away from your brand and makes you a and pariah and yeah. a villain, you're not doing it right. And don't take and don't ever let it fuck up the bag. Because if your bag is your personal life, then don't not end up becoming this person. Now. But I've got the bag. I don't need more. No, hey. listen. Hire for a fortune and, and all those PR people and they'll deal with it. Exactly. But I want to clap back. It makes me feel good. Yeah, but then you're destroying your brand and you are Yeah, but I don't care about this brand you. anymore. I don't care because what the brand stands for now is not what I stand for anymore. But where's the money going to come from? Those houses, those cars need I've to be maintained. You are fumbling your bag. Yeah, I've got it now. Life is short. I want you guys to stand up and be like, oh, where do all musicians die broke? I want to be that person. I'm following suit with what happens. Look, there are guys like... I was actually listening to Casper being interviewed by... What's his name? Slicker, right? You have to ask that right now, right? <laughs> honestly, he now he's gotten and he was talking to Slicker about it, you know, as to why when AK was spazzing and swearing his mom and everything, why he didn't retaliate, because he was in smack bang in the middle of the um, of the Samsung deal, you know. Even though he says the CEO of Samsung's uh, Samsung Africa and whatever came to him and said, "Yo, dude, what's going on here?" You know, they came with screenshots like AKA coming at him. Like, no, look, this guy's coming at me. I am not saying anything. See, had he said one word, that would have jeopardized a multi, a big bag. multi, multi-million rand deal. Mm-hmm. But he just kept quiet. And people were like, ah, oh, Kesper is a bitch. Why didn't he respond? Because he's not gonna let that shit fuck up his bag. Bruh, just because I can say, it's a no, yeah, he's about his fucking bag. But he's still getting. My point is, no, he was not. He's, he was. He was gonna lose. Let's say fifty million rand. Yeah, but from Samsung. Here's my if point. He said, fuck no, 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 here's my okay. point. If he wasn't in the middle of that deal, was he gonna keep quiet? Yes. Well, if he was, you mean if he no, was? No, no, I'm saying no, no. Before, <laughs> before, if if he wasn't, no, no. In the, if he wasn't like, in the wasn't middle, on the table. if the deal was not on the table, he had nothing to lose, so he could say yes. fuck you. And that's my point. That most of me is he, they're not in the middle of anything. But he has like, something to lose, though. But the thing, so means his brand. Here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. At what point? At what point does your bag become more important than you as a person? Okay, wait. When what you're selling is you. No, but now think about it. Also, Mizi, he's he's been in the industry. Yes, but now he's got his money. But he's so Mizi is 
uh, well, but if there's anyone who's ever gone in in what they do, mm-hmm. I'll put him as a person who's gone. You know what I mean? He's a person who's, like look at what he's trying. He's trying to establish from the way I see it. He's trying to establish a life he's comfortable and he can live with now. That's what I see from from what he's doing, right? I'm not sure whether that's yeah. what he's doing okay. or not. And I think the way he's reacting now. It's a requirement for, for his goals. I think his goals have shifted. For for what he needs to do right now, what he's doing is going to achieve those goals. No, I think he was just lashing out. Mm. He's going through the most right now. And he's, he's allowed out. to lash he's out. Like, yes, he's, he's human. But all I'm saying, don't let that thing fuck up the bag. Because now, let's say all the essay journalists go on embargo and say, okay, cool. You want to treat us like this? You exposed and put one of our own at risk by exposing their personal details and all of that, right? Fuck you. We're not going to report anything about you anymore. Bear in mind, he is selling himself. He is the brand, right? Now he's not being reported on anything he does. He gets a new show, no one says anything about it. I think maybe you know those type of things. Eventually, the numbers, because now we we are in the age, your your, your algorithms and your, your numbers, your interactions from your what they call impressions, right? Mm, As a social media so analytics, yeah. they are part of your deal. So now, when he's going for a new deal, and the person or the brand is looking at it and saying, "Yeah, bro, your numbers are quite low here." You know, there's no, you know, you're not engaging on Twitter. There's not this, this and this and this and this. Your followers are low. People are not talking about you. We're going to have to minimize the bag. Or let's hold off on season two of the show. Already, Over. that's fucking up the bag. But what if he doesn't care about that bag anymore? And it, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. There's no, 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 no. such. Wait, no wait. Such. Why, why, why you say, what I'm saying is, why are you saying there is no such? Because is it impossible for you to get to your number in life? We all have a number. Possibly, you all have a number where we say, when we have this much money, we will start focusing on other things. Do you do you think it's irrational for us to think that at this point he's viewing this him saving his marriage if he's getting divorced hmm. as more important than, than securing the bank? Is it impossible for us to actually think that that is a possibility? I think <laughs> in our country, dog. I'm, I'm saying all I'm saying is in our country, they are the. F- the brand of celebrity yeah. that we have now, right? Which is who are up there, your Samizes, your Black Coffees, your Caspers, your AKAs, and all these guys pronounced who have made more money than ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Yes, it is fairly new for us, you know, for the, for them to grow old. I haven't seen a South African celebrity grow old with money besides Black Bra Hugh, you yeah. know, those type of guys, mm. because they got their bags in the States. Oh. But guys here, you know, Samizi, let's say, is, is he 50? Late 40s, I think, right? That's make bang in the middle of your life. Yes, let's say he's he's sitting on 20, 30 million rand. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But let's say he's sitting on 10 million rand cash, right? And all the assets that he's set up. The lifestyle that he's living now, he's not going to sustain that. If the fucks up all the bags and says, okay, cool, now I'm living like this. That's not, he's going to die broke. And the crusade is very expensive. You get what I'm saying? The lifestyle. But... There's a certain once you get to that money, yes, there is a number. My number is probably like a billion or something, but still, the lifestyle that you're living needs to be sustainable. If you get to that number at 70, then great, but if you get to that number at 40, the next 40 years need to be sustainable. He has a child, he has all of those things. You can't be saying, Okay, fuck the money, never fuck the money, dog. Never, not in South Africa. Okay, I hear you, I do, um, but I think. At its core, we're just a little too obsessed with celebrity. Yes, the celebrity culture. Like it, oh. it should. It uh, what happens in his marriage has like it doesn't affect my daily life and shouldn't. But we're so invested 
um in you know because people are miserable yeah I, I, and that's true like we're trying to offset our own misery by either enjoying another people's misery or just like focusing on other people's lives which i don't know what that says about our mental state as an entire nation but i think uh, as the world fucking hell. yeah because i mean I, I hear what you're saying too. so he's allowed he's allowed to because if it was me in that situation and some random person if i wasn't a celebrity and some random person asked me that i'd probably lash out um but the thing is once you decide or you accept to be a celebrity it does come with a higher standard whether you like it or not whether it's unfair or not that's just the but reality Lelo, here's my it. point at what point do you accept being a celebrity when you are buying into the things that make you famous no, but what if those things are the ones that are getting me to the bag? What if I'm not buying into the celebrity? But, I'm buying into getting the bag. But the thing is, there is people a, start viewing me as a celebrity because I'm going, I'm doing these things. Like, but there is another way to get that bag without celebrity. So I think there's fame and then there's celebrity. Celebrity is the part where you are now you want people invested in your life. There are people who have fame and have money, and can have the privacy of their life and still be famous. If you decide to be a celebrity, which essentially is letting people into your life and airing out your your entire business, that is that is what you accept. It comes with bad. If you want to be famous, be famous. But if you want to be a celebrity, that comes with it's it's a whole different playbook. Why do people? Why do you? Can I maybe on? I don't understand the level of differentiation of celebrity <laughs> and famous. But why do people? Continue. Why do humans have the urge or like strive to be so famous? Validation? What? Mm. What? Why? <laughs> That's we, we a very short conversation. No, why? Why did Aisha Curry complain about niggas not hitting on her? Oh, <laughs> she's a, she's a, no, no. no. And the thing is, the, the, what, what? You know what? I, I love the, the fact that she was brave enough to voice what a lot of women think. Mm. She was brave enough to voice because I remember watching the Red Table Talk with after Jada and August did their thing. Mm. And what did she say? She wanted to feel good again mm. in life. Ne? And that's essentially what Aisha Curry said. You know what I mean? That was why making me feel good. But, but the point think... is, why aren't you? Why? Why is it not enough to get it from the people who are with you at that exactly. point? Why do you need it from outside? External people, people who need people, it. Like who won't change the price of bread or anything like that? Like why would you want the validation of a sponsor from um, Emlas? Feel good. Just feeling with is there any rational to feeling good? No. There's no rationale to feeling good. And that's the stuff that makes me feel good. We've made validation a very ugly word. And I don't understand why. Because as humans, we need social interaction. We need to feel like we're loved. We need to feel like we're appreciated. But why not by the people that love you and care about you? Why are you seeking validation from idiots down the road? You can't want to be validated by, uh, you know... My girlfriend. No, listen to my... Hey, now you, you drag it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Because you are, you have no, not no, but you know, you're not like, you're not like a, an AKA fame wise. Okay. Maybe amongst your your Twitter squad, you are they know you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of unknown Twitter. <laughs> so if if and it, I, maybe it's like different levels in in terms of like social hierarchy. Yeah. Um, but even that like basic level where you're not famous is just like just normal james and joes we've made validation an ugly thing like why you'd ask someone where why you you look good so why do you need to be told you look good 
You know because what? I want to know. That okay, why is it a good thing? No, here's my point. It makes you feel good. Why? Why don't we want let people me, to feel let, good? Let, let, let me answer the first question. You had. Why is it required from outside, right? Because I care about you. If you're my friend, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a boyfriend, whatever. I care about you. I want you to feel good at all times. So if you come to me, if you're wearing some fucked up shit, you know, it's very hard for me to be like, H dog, that shit is fucked up. You know what I mean? It's, I would rather be like, H dude, you know, I would rather try and, um, suggest. you know, suggest like, uh, do this, do that, because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm. But if I ran, if I walked out wearing something and a random hat, you know what I mean, with a fat ass walks by, like, damn, you look good. <laughs> I mean, that is the truth. That is the truth right there. You know what I mean? So, when someone who you don't know who's from outside says something about you, that is true. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they don't know you from above. They don't know so they you don't from above. So, so they don't gain anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even if I'm telling you the truth, like dog, even if I'm very honest with you, there's always that thing that like, ah, but you my friend. Mm. But if that person says that, it's true. That thing. Okay, so it's if like if your mother says, tells you, oh, you're handsome today. So if a random says, yeah, you look fucking ugly today. Are you moving? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you, bro. No, fuck you, dog. Fuck you. Who you know the fuck I mean? asked you, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> that's why you're broke. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, that's why. That's why celebrities, celebrities go for that line. That's why you're broke. <laughs> you're broke. Your no, bank account. That's the thing, bruh. But the thing is, it's 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 it stems from there. I think it stems from I like. Yeah. I, it's not true until someone who is who isn't attached to the situation yeah, says it. You know what I mean? It's not true because, like, even if you ask me something, my opinion on something, you'll be like, Ish. and if I give you a good opinion of it, you just be like, but he has to say it. Let me, let me go. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me go there. You know what I mean? Let me go to someone who is disconnected Second from opinion. the situation. Oh you know what I mean? I think I think that's where the validation stems from. And yeah. as and as your situation grows and becomes bigger. That validation, that requirement for validation also becomes bigger. It just yeah. it grows together. The same way your lifestyle and, and your financial situation are linked and they grow together. The, the more money you have, you know, bigger. it becomes bigger. So I think that's what happens with celebrities. I don't know. I've never been a celebrity. I'm a broke guy. Can't I don't know these things. I can't really. I can only assume what they are. But you know what? The, you know what? Always, I find it hilarious. That makes me chuckle just a bit. It's like how fucked up it must feel for you as a celebrity right someone because obviously we link it as celebrity money right mm-hmm. we think oh you're a tv now or this there is money you know for you to be viewed as that and still be flat as broke <laughs> like <laughs> that person is so fucked up it, it, like not only are people all up in your private life saying bullshit about you but you're still broke, broke. <laughs> like where is that you know, trade-off here. Gotcha. Like, imagine being like a reason or some shit like that. Everyone yeah. keeps fucking you up and all that shit. <laughs> talking about your baby mamas. Ah, and but he's such loud. a nice, gentle person. Yeah, no. I mean, he actually might drink once and I'll never forgive him. But what? he's a nice gent. This is a nice it's, gent, it's but fuck, fuck dog. It's fucking <laughs> look. The thing is, the thing is, we paint certain things as going together. We paint celebrity, fame, and money as being one thing. You know what I mean? Because they should. Remember in House of, in House of Cards, right? Sure. Where... That who's that fucked up guy? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> there's a line like I won't lie to you. There's a line in there where he's just like, you gotta choose. Do yeah. you wanna be powerful or do you want the money? Yeah. You know what I mean? We all assume if you're powerful, you've got the money. True. But the reality is, you don't always have the money just because you're powerful. What would you choose? You know what I mean? Power, or money, fucking hell, money, money, right? What am I doing? What am I doing? No, the thing is, the thing is, and 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 I think you can actually tie everything up using that thing to be like. When you're looking at these African leaders who go into power, they want the power. 
Very few of them go into be like, I want to do it for the people. Mm. I might say I'm doing it for the people, but innately, I want the power. Now, you're asking that person to, 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 to say no to that power. Mm. Mm? Take know, away what you know makes I mean? him. I, like, politics in South Africa, I think it's a big reality show where everything gets scripted behind the shows. But I'll never look at, I'll never forget Jacob Zuma's face when Soro Ramaphosa became president of the ANC. You know, because he, he had set things up in such a way that doesn't matter who's the next president, things he would have power. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when war, I don't know and whether and everything was planned. Happened, no, everything happened behind closed You know, doors, when yeah. everything happened and he lost that power, bro, that, that, the look on his face was priceless. You know what I mean? Because he knew he couldn't take another term. Mm. So but he had to relinquish power, but I had to keep it somehow. And it was just like. He put, he was, he yeah. put people in place. You know what I mean? And I think that's what both Ugandan presidents are facing right now, is to be like. How do I let go? It, it hasn't reached my number yet. Mm. You know what I mean? It hasn't reached my personal number. But it's seventy-two. Number. Or he wants to like, die. Oh, but Keith, I mean, if your if your if your number is a billion rand and you're seventy-two and you're sitting at nine hundred and something, gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> it's so sad to me. It's so sad when you're thinking about yeah. it. And also another thing, sometimes because power doesn't have a physical number that you can see. Mm. That I'm at a billion. You would get there, you cross the line of where you want it to be, but because you don't see it, yeah, it's not enough. There's no standing. Then, no. And then COVID okay. has to come and become a freedom fighter. Fucking hell, no. it killed no. everyone for you. <laughs> Is that your hot take for the day? The takeaway that yeah, oh, what's, my take what, what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? Oh, from the week. Oh man, COVID, 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 COVID. COVID is a real is, freedom fighter. a freedom fighter, man. In, but like, okay, wait, sorry, people are losing loved ones and stuff. So it's 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 wrong of me to say this. You know what I mean? And I think I'm just frustrated with how government is going, and I'm not seeing any change. That when like I'm filled with joy when I see them die because I'm just like, thank goodness one less problem. Do you know? Do you, do you not, I took you know? my takeaway from that as well was that I really really hope if if anything. If Cyril is as active on Twitter as he says he is and seeing all these po- posts of parties in Savannah, I hope he saw. I hope Ati and everybody took all these tweets and showed him and showed everyone in the presidency how people reacted, how your everyday people reacted to the death of one of the biggest party members. Mm-hmm. Right? The fact that we were not even relieved, but we we're happy, or not even happy, but indifferent to it yeah. like fuck you yeah either way you know that should tell you how far removed we are from your ideas mm. as a nation as a party you are no longer representing us oh no and the sad part is yes us is twitter but twitter is not a big part of the nation who makes things influential in the country and that's the sad sad part i really wish we could be our voice on Twitter could be as loud in the streets, but unfortunately, the rural vote is real, really, yeah. really strong. Mm. But here's my point of view. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That, like before, they, like I think the problem is, I hope when they do show them that tweet, that there's someone to interpret the tweets for them, because yeah. it might be a thing of these people are against the ANC. We don't care mm. about them. I hope someone actually explains to them. They're not happy about the death. They are happy about that. There's a possible change. You know what I mean? Mm. If someone is there to explain it, then those tweets will be meaningful. But if there's no one there to explain it to them, it's, it's yeah. just gonna. Be but I feel that these guys are so far removed from reality that they won't understand yeah. the tweets. Yeah, they know what's up. What's your my, takeaway? My takeaway: um, politics as gatekeepers, and if you're trying to learn anything about how this country works, uh, there's always going to be people who are like, yeah, but you don't know, you know. And that's what makes. I think that's the reason why um, we have so many eligible votes as the people on voting. Because mm. no one is willing to accept that some people don't know and then be willing to teach people. But 
because you were born in a certain generation, you're just supposed to know shit, you know? Um, you, you look at someone who is... And it's just kind of like, oh, you freedom babies, you don't know anything. But, okay, teach us then. Yeah. So there's gatekeepers where, because... I don't, I don't know, maybe they know something that will like change the way we think and it'll go against them. I don't even fucking know, but it's so difficult to even want to learn when people are just there gatekeeping and being very obnoxious about the knowledge that they know instead of sharing it. So, yeah. uh, not to be pessimistic, but it is, it's looking very dark. So our takeaway as a whole is COVID, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Keep doing what you're doing. Other than, <laughs> other, other than, other than my people and, and condolences to, I think we've, we've been consuming just so also can, much grief. Also, can, 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 the one thing can people take away, if I'm making jokes about COVID, I'm not, I'm not celebrating the death of your loved one. I'm not happy that it happened. I'm just, I'm trying to distract myself from what's happening. Lighthearted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's my way. Like, sharp. we can have a conversation about how fucked up my way of dealing with things are. It's fucked up, but it's working. Give me an alternative you, yeah. and we'll go for it. You know what? Yeah. Currently, I haven't been given an alternative that works, so I'm going to make COVID jokes. You know what I mean? Like, I got in, a, I got in so much trouble with a friend when I had COVID, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no the thing is, so I call them in the morning. I just want to check up to them. So I call them up and they're like, yo, thank goodness you're still alive. You know, that's what I said to them. And you're like, I'm just like, you know, like, and thankfully because they know the type of person I am, yeah. they just went with it. It was a joke. Mm. I distracted them from their, their depression yeah. that they were having. You know what I mean? We just had a fun time after that. You know? mm. That's what they told me, like, after like, a couple of days. Like, you know what? It was fucked up what you said, but, you know, it distracted me. Mm. What if I said it to someone who didn't understand, bruh? Said, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point. <laughs> On that note, guys, thanks for staying with us and listening. Cheers. We'll see you next week or the week after that or the year after that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see how this year goes. <laughs> 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 Survive COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>